and peace be with you. We have uh, not a lot of announcements this morning, um, but we have one very important one that just got brought to my attention. <laughs> and my dear friend, Miss Alberta Green, has a birthday, and we mistakenly thought that it was today, and she corrected me that it is tomorrow. Now, old Pastor Ken's a bit of a rascal, at least I've been told. That's what my mom told me I was. And the other thing is that Miss Alberta and I share a birthday one day apart. So uh, hers is the 10th, and mine is the 11th. And so it wouldn't be proper for me to ask you to sing happy birthday to me, but could you sing happy birthday to we? And Miss Alberta, oh, she is so, look at, oh, I'm in big trouble, aren't I? Yes, ma'am. So on three, how about that? One, two, three. Happy birthday. I wish you could see her face. This is worth a million dollars. It's worth all the trouble I'm in right now. It's so good to have you with us here today uh, from home and a few in our uh, sanctuary right now. And um, we're just really glad to share this time with you as we worship our Lord. And so our opening hymn we will get started with actually is performed by Concordia University. Uh, the expressions of faith, and it is earth and stars, earth and all stars. Let us begin worship. <laughs>
We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us take a moment for silent reflection. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. 
Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are His. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Singing with all the people of God and Almighty and most merciful God, preserve us from all harm and danger that we, being ready in both body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish what you want done. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the scripture readings. Good morning. The first readings from the book of Job, chapter 38, verses 4 through 18, and can be found on page 835 in your pew Bible. Job is the first of the poetic books in the Hebrew Bible, and some believe this was the first book of the Bible to be written. God asked Job a series of questions that no human could answer. And in the verses after our reading, Job responds by recognizing that God's way is best. Job 38, 4 through 18. Where were you when I laid earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come and no further. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders in the morning or shown the dawn its place that it may take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light 
and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. The second read is, we'll read Psalms 18, verses 1 through 16 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin on page 6. Psalm 18, 1 through 16. I love you, Lord, my strength. Lord. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of the gray coil, grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. He parted the heavens and came down, dark clouds under his feet. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundation of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. The epistle this morning is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 5 through 17, and can be found on page 1760 in the Pew Bible. Paul is writing that we would have to be perfect to be saved by the law. Since none of us are perfect, we need Christ for our salvation. Romans 10, 5 through 17. Moses writes this about the righteous that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteous, that is by faith, say, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Amen. 
As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. But there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all those who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And how then can we call on the one we have not believed in? And how can we believe in the one whom we have not heard? And how can we hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew from the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Our gospel this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33, and can be found on page 1520 in the Pew Bible. Matthew records, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. It was buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. 
This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the, in the name of Jesus, amen. The message this morning I have titled, In My Distress, I Called on the Lord. It is adapted from reading of Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33, which is titled in my Bible and probably every other person's Bible in Christendom as Jesus Walks on the Water. Have you heard that story before? Once or twice? All right, here we go again. But this one it will maybe be the first time you've heard it told like this. So many times, I have, you have, we've all heard sermons on this text. And so many times, this text gets twisted so that our eyes are on Peter the doubter, the one of little faith. But I submit to you that's not what Matthew and where Matthew is trying to take us. I submit to you that that's not it at all. Instead, I want us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author the perfecter of faith, the author and perfecter of Peter's little faith. The point of this text is not to say, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. Have you ever heard that said? That kind of teaching is just wrong. It's kind of dumb. Look, imagine if you will, and I'm telling you the truth, if I get out of the boat, any boat, onto the water, I'm going to sink. And it's just the way that it is. You see, I was born with a water displacement characteristic of a stone. Straight to the bottom I go. And if the point is to say that I need to take chances to achieve and live my dream, in other words, get out of the boat and take a chance and walk on the... you got to get out of the boat there, Ken. Well, if that's what this point is, then that's kind of dumb too. Because sometimes dreams fail. In fact, most of the times, dreams fail. For example, most new businesses fail in the first few years. Children leave the house. Families fall apart. People shipwreck their own faith 
Everyone dies. And still, even though it's my dream, I don't have the supernatural ability to fly. In short, dreams often fail. So that's certainly not the point of the story. If the point of the story is to have more faith, if the point of the story you get is like, well, I've got to have more faith. I've got to work on that. Well, then we're all in trouble. We are all in trouble because we all fall short. We all come up wanting again. I still can't walk on water, so my faith must not be big enough, right? If I just had a little more faith, you could just step on that water. I mean, Peter had little faith. That kind of reading to this story makes it seem like this. It makes it seem like it's my work to grow my faith. It makes it sound like my work to make sure I believe enough. That kind of reading into this story makes it my work to do whatever it takes to do whatever it takes. And that just doesn't sound Christian. Because it's not. It's not the gospel. If the point of this story is to learn how to worship Jesus when the wind and the waves of life are against you, well, no, that's not really it either. But at least that is closer to something sort of biblical. But what that does is it just gives us another analogy Life is like stepping out of the boat. You know, no, that's, that's not it. That makes this story nothing more than just a, a biblical moral tale like so many children's Sunday school programs that are pre-written and really all they are are pre-designed little examples of how to be good little boys and good little girls, and that does no good. It doesn't tell the nature of God. But what if the point of this story isn't demanding us to do any of these things? Maybe it's not demanding us to do anything. But listen and read it again. What if this story is to show us that Jesus is God himself. What if we've been hearing this story all wrong all of these years? What if we missed it? What if we've missed Matthew's point in relating this historical account of Christ? And what if we missed it all because of a simple Bible translation? Ah. What if the translators got the words wrong? 
Sometimes we change what is simply obvious for the readers of the original language to something that makes more sense to the English-speaking reader. We do it to make it easier, but it's not always better. Sometimes we miss the very words that will declare to us the point. Our God, our Father who art in heaven, doesn't use words frivolously. He says what he means, and he means what he says. The very God who spoke all things into existence by his own single word is the one who speaks good cheer into the hearts of the disciples who believe he is some kind of ghost or demon. And this Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh, God with skin on, speaks a good word to them. Not, it is I, as our translation gives to us, but the words, I am. Jesus says, I am. And somebody might say, I am what? I am here? I am a ghost? Or I am not a ghost? I am walking on water? Look at me. I am. No. There is no confusion by Peter and the boys on what Jesus meant when he said, as he walked on the water towards them in that boat, and he said, I am. Jesus says, I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. He says, I am the God of Moses. I am the God of the burning bush. I am the pillar of fire by night. I am the pillar of cloud by day. Further, I am the angel of the Lord. I am God who created you. I am the God who calls you. I am the God who brings you to himself. I am the one who creates faith in you. I am the one who washes you clean. I am the one who feeds you. I am the shepherd of the sheep. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. I am the Alpha and the Omega the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He says, I am making all things new. I am coming like a thief in the night. I am the one who has the keys to death in Hades. I am holy. 
I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And I am with you until the end of the age. And I am the one who hears you call out in your distress. You seeing a theme there? This Jesus walking upon the water in the midst of the heavy wind is the great I am who has been, who is, and who is to come. He is the I am who spoke the world into existence. He is the I am who is the word of God. He is the I am who is with his people for he, this Jesus, has died to redeem his people from their sin and has been raised from the dead to give them new life in him forever. This Jesus is the great I am and perhaps that is the point of this account by Matthew. For this Jesus doesn't care if you walk on water. This Jesus doesn't care if you can get out of the boat. This Jesus doesn't care if you try your hardest to create more and more faith in yourself. This Jesus doesn't care about any of that. This Jesus cares for you. He cares for his disciples who struggle against the wind and the waves. This Jesus cares for a sinking Peter. This Jesus cares for all the men, women, and children that he gave food to in the feeding of the 5,000. This Jesus cares because he is I am. He created you. He redeemed you. He gave to you his word and his sacraments because he cares for you. This Jesus is greater than our fear of the waves or our fears of a virus or whatever villain is stealing your peace today, he is greater than. This Jesus is greater than our suspicions of ghosts and demons. This Jesus is greater than a boat on the Sea of Galilee. This Jesus is greater than the long way from land that that boat was. This Jesus is greater than our faith. This Jesus 
is greater than the elements of the world. He created them all. All of those elements. You see, sometimes, like right now in this season that we find ourselves in, we forget all of that. Sometimes we forget that our Lord is the one who keeps us and guards us. And we let our sin run us. We let our sin ruin us. We think that we should be the ones who should control everything. And why not? (laughs) We all know what's best, right? Yet our Lord, even in Job 38 that we heard today, he asks us where we were when he laid the foundations of the earth. You've heard me look up and tell you and admitting I wouldn't do it that way. Well, he laid out the measurements He controlled everything. He gave the morning stars their song and let the angels rejoice in the heavens. Where were you when he did all of that? Well, you and I weren't even a twinkle in our earthly daddy's eye. Not back then. Yet your father in heaven, he knew you. He did it all for you. He knew that you would forget him. He knew that you would forsake him. He knew that you would rather his son dead and bleeding on the tree, yet he created this earth, giving it to us all. He gave us all his created gifts. He gave us food. He gave us shelter the land, animals, all that we have because he loves us, because he can give us these things. He created them. He can do all things, for he is God and Lord over all. He even sustains us in our faith, our little itty-bitty Peter-sized faith. He sustains us, our little itty-bitty trust in him. He sustains us when we want to be judged by the law instead of Christ's righteousness. He sustains us when we, in great weakness, call upon the name of the Lord. He sustains us when we find it hard to believe in Jesus for our salvation. Much less to walk upon the water as Peter did. Jesus sustains us. And he hears us call his name in our distress. And when we fall, and when we drown, and when we try to walk away from our Lord, Jesus will indeed stretch out his arms For he is great, and you are his creation, 
And you can't outrun him. You can't outrun his love. You can't outrun his mercy. He loves you dearly. He died for you. He took your place, my place. He was raised from the dead all to give you eternal life. Our Lord, Jesus cares for you. For he is the great I am. When I am small, he is the I am when I am not. He is God, and I need him, and you need him, not only to keep you from drowning, but to sustain you in all of your life, all of your works, all of your faith. And through all of your doubt, he is greater than these things because he is the great I am, Jesus the Christ, truly the Son of God, is with you always, even until the end of the age. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Our hymn of the day is, I Still Believe. thoughts that seem to pour from my heart I've never felt so torn before It seems I don't know where to start But it's now that I feel Your grace fall like rain From everything that's in Washing away my pain Yes, I still believe In your faithfulness Yes, I still believe In your truth
Let us now confess what we believe to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page three of your bulletin. I believe in God, God the, Father, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray to God Almighty who hears our prayers immediately. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for temperate weather 
and a beautiful environment that we can enjoy as we struggle with the limitations placed upon us by the COVID virus and its threat to our health. Seeing your amazing creative hand in our surroundings brings calm and hope in place of our anxiety and fear. Thank you for this gift. Holy Spirit, we thank you for helping us realize all the blessings we have in spite of our present restrictions, especially when we look at the struggles of others and we realize that our anger and distress is often the result of current inconvenience to our lives rather than hunger, the loss of employment, and stress about where food and shelter will come. Please help us open our hearts to those who truly are in distress and provide assistance as we are able. We also give you thanks for your holy written word in scripture. Holy Spirit, help us to spend more time listening to our Holy Father than we do listening to the evil voices that have flooded our society and seek to destroy. Please also help us teach our children and grandchildren about the perils of social media so that as they use this technology to interact with their peers, they may avoid the pitfalls. We also pray that you would open their minds to hearing the advice given by their elders. We pray for those who have been harmed by violent storms around our country and the world those in the path of wildfires and those harmed by tragedies, natural and man-made, throughout the world. We give you thanks for those persons risking their lives to respond to these disasters and ask for your protective shield of safety around them. We especially ask for your protection for the firefighters battling local brush fires in extreme heat. We pray for the families of the young Marines and sailor who died in a training accident off the coast of Southern California. Holy Father, these young military volunteers chose to serve to protect our nation against our enemies, but lost their lives perfecting their skills. Please take them all home to be with you, and Holy Spirit, give their loved ones your peace, knowing that their souls are in heaven where no pain or sadness exists, but rather joy in the presence of their creator. Lord, we pray for our nation. You know, it's a mess that we created when we chose to ignore you and your precepts for our lives. Please don't abandon our nation, though we deserve it. For the sake of your faithful, show us how to overcome our poor decisions. Help us to elect leaders that stand with us in faith and cast out those who only seek power and glory for themselves. Lord, we continue to pray for the medical professionals who serve to heal our friends and family and all who suffer and are afflicted with disease or ailments. Please help the scientists throughout the world work together to find treatments and vaccines for the COVID virus. In the meanwhile, We ask for your comfort and assurance that we need not succumb to the fear and anxiety associated with this disease. Shield us, Heavenly Father, and allow us to gather safely to worship your holy name as you have commanded us to do. We pray for our school-aged children. Please guide us to safely open our schools to enable children to gather together again, learn together, and laugh again and see hope for their future. 
Please protect them and their teachers from the virus. We pray for the safety of all of our military members, law enforcement officers and firefighters. Please continue to shield all of them from harm. Please shield our police around the nation from the violence of anarchists and others who profess hatred. Holy Father, we pray for those who travel. Please give all we love safe journeys and bring them home to us when their travels conclude. Holy Spirit, you know our hearts and you know we have trust issues. We say we trust in God our Father, but we always add a but, because we're not in charge. Thank you that we are not. Please strengthen our hearts and minds to let go of our perceived control and really trust our Father to work his plan for our lives. Father, thank you for our church family and our pastor. We pray for the safety of those who worship here and your protective embrace of all faithful wherever they are. We also give thanks for healing those among us who are ill or suffering. Dear God Almighty, thank you for hearing and answering our prayers, and especially, Father, for the saving grace of your Son, Jesus. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Let us share the peace responsibly from a distance. Share the peace at home. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord, Lord our God. God maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave. And by his glorious resurrection, he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full. Amen. Um. 
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. Then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant and glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. We will be uh, serving communion after the service to those that are in attendance. And I also want to let people know that are watching here that um, I can make and will make, if you'd like, a house call to bring communion to you. I will wear a mask and I will make sure that I'm clean and, and we can do everything that is prescribed for social distancing. But if you miss the Eucharist, and I know you do because we miss you as well, I can come and be with you. You may be seated. it up. And thank you for worshiping with us. And now the benediction. Lord bless you and Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our closing hymn is Ten thousand years. Bless the Lord. Heaven's mercy.